Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Gentle Art of Crushing It podcast. Passive Investing Edition. My name is Randy Smith, and first and foremost, I am a passive investor, currently investing in 15 different syndications across six different operators and multiple asset classes. I'm also the founder of Impact Equity, and it's a real estate investment firm that was formed primarily to help educate the passive investor. And we do that in a couple of different ways. One, we provide educational content to help give you the confidence to get into the passive investing space. And secondly, we do amazing interviews with outstanding guests that are passive investors themselves. So today we are going to be welcoming our very first guest on our show, Jared Alexander. A uh, quick bio on him. Jared actually is originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina, currently resides here in Phoenix, Arizona, and he is a full-time W-2 flooring sales consultant. So he is doing the deal, working full-time. He is happily married with two amazing kids and found the passion for real estate over the last handful of years. Kicked off his career in real estate investing by buying a turnkey rental property in Kansas City. Um, he has since changed his focus to the passive syndication investing model, and he's in four different deals in Phoenix, Arizona as well. Jared enjoys a simpler life. Um, he loves spending time with his family, reading books, running, doing Spartan races, going to the gym, and just overall being a fantastic dad. Most recently, he has started uh, spending a lot of time with his son doing Taekwondo. So Jared, welcome to the show. Uh, so excited to have you here on our first uh, first podcast. Uh, thanks, Randy. I uh, appreciate you having me. Blessed and grateful to be here. I'm super excited that, you know, you're launching this podcast and I get to be your first guest, man. So looking awesome. forward to today. And yeah, just very good. Well, let's let's just jump right in. To, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, kind of walk us through your journey to the passive investing? All right. So, yeah, thanks again. I um as you mentioned, you know, originally from, from Fayetteville, North Carolina. And, um, you know, growing up, I, I watched my grandfather, you know, I remember I was probably about 10 years old and I watched my grandfather, um, retire and move to Arizona at the age of 50 years old. And later on, I learned, um, so what he did is he started a flooring business and ended up buying a property or buying a building that, that, um, for that business and, and did really well, you know, really got the business up and going, but he had some land behind it and essentially developed the land, added two, one or two more buildings. One of them might've been there, but then he put tenants in there and cash, you know, lived off the cash flow um, after yeah. he retired. That, that's awesome. I, it, it's interesting. I kind of have a similar thing as well. My dad was a uh, uh, apartment owner in Los Angeles. And I kind of had the rich dad, poor dad thing where I watched mom and stepdad work their butts off at owning a restaurant. And then saw my dad who had kind of a, uh, just a regular job, but became extremely wealthy 
through his investment in real estate. So it, it's neat. You had a similar experience. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was, it's cool kind of looking back at that because as, as I'm growing up, you know, I'm really not thinking too much of it. You know, eventually yeah. I end up, I end up getting into the flooring business and, and that's kind of where I thought my career path was going to go. You know, mm -hmm. I was going to, you know, I started out work, you know, installing and then got into the uh, sales side of it, which thank God, because we both know, you know, in sales, there's a lot of opportunity and you can do really well. Yep. And so I started to kind of perfect that. And, and then eventually I ended up coming out to um, kind of following my, my grandfather's footsteps. I ended up coming out here to Arizona in 2014. And, you know, really I, I came out here with just a duffel bag, some carpet tools, you know, I was going to do, you know, some side, I was doing some side jobs here and there, ended up landing at, a, um, at another sales job in a flooring company. And then, you know, this is kind of where my real estate and journey started is I actually met my good friend that I'm talking to with here today, Randy Smith. There you and, go. Um, you know, he actually introduced me, you know, to that purple book we always hear that rich dad poor dad and I, I read that and it just completely changed my perception you know my total outlook on life my career financially and um it's yeah. funny yeah like you you hear that little purple book mentioned so many times i i think at some point the colleges and universities are probably going to try to outlaw that book because it's just ruining what they're doing over there but uh yeah, yeah i i too read the little purple book and that was what kind of launched me as well very neat so so yeah, anything else you wanted to add there before we jump into some of the other questions or? No, I think, yeah, let's go ahead with, with some of the questions there. And I think we'll kind of jump into, I'm sure, some of the, the journey along the way. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So I know you did um, a single family turnkey. Can, can you talk about that a little bit? Because a lot of people like myself, I did the same thing. Uh, with turnkey thinking that that could be the way to be the passive investor. What, what was your experience with it? Yeah. So great question. First, first of all, I ended up, um, yeah, we, so my wife and I decided and, and just a little background, you know, we started out with the local, you know, once I read that purple book, that rich dad, poor dad, right. I, I started going to, um, as Rhea meetings here locally, started going to some network events and, and ended up, um, landed in single family and was going to do it locally, but it just, it just didn't make sense. So okay. whenever we, we got into this, um, out of state, so, and I, just a background, I've never bought a house before, you know, I had no, you know, really no idea what I was doing. And so the first house we buy, like you mentioned, Kansas city, Missouri, it's out of state, it's 2,500 miles away and yeah. never seen it. Right. And so a little scary. Right. And then I buy it from a company that's, you know, they're, it's um, where I'm really representing myself as a realtor. So I end up negotiating all that, you know, I see the inspection report, it's a 1920s house. So Ooh. you can imagine what's on that inspection report. And so I'm going back and forth, negotiating all, you know, all these repairs to be done, reading these contracts I've never seen before and, you know, eventually closing on the deal. And, uh, and, and things were going good for about two weeks. <laughs> and then I got an, I got an email that, uh, Hey, you know, the, uh, Kansas city, they got basements, right. And, you know, you need sump pumps because it rains a lot and says, Hey, we need to add a sump pump in here. You know, the basement's flooded and that's a $4,000 bill I got hit oh, with man. and then had to fix the landscaping that was grading down. So, 
needless to say, I wiped out my cash flow for that entire year, probably more actually. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I, I'm curious on that deal. What what did the numbers look like? Were you making you know a hundred dollars a month, a couple hundred dollars a month? What what did it look like if everything was going perfect? Yeah. So if everything was going perfect, you know, of course, after all my capex, paying a property manager, I was bringing cash flow in about one hundred and seventy five to two hundred dollars a month. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So that I mean that's a that's a deal that sounds like it would actually pencil. Um, and could make sense. And you, you mentioned considering all the other things that you factored into your underwriting for, for those that will be listening to this, it, can you talk through what your process looked like or what other expenses you included? Because a lot of people think if I can cover my mortgage, I'm covered, but what kind of process did you use when you were underwriting that deal? Yeah, no, great question. So yeah, and that, and to your point, that was kind of my mindset at first is like, Hey, my mom owned some single family homes in, in Fayetteville and it was just kind of mortgage, you know, to take the rent minus the mortgage. That's your, that's what your cash flowing. Yeah. So the way that spreadsheet looked, um, is I was doing like 5% repairs for repairs, 5% for vacancy. Um, and then of course the property management and you got your capex which is your big repairs ac goes out roof you know you're putting money away each month for that as well okay and so yeah so that 100 probably 175 dollars was all that subtracted from the mortgage and okay that was what was left yeah yeah and i i think that's a really really important thing the new and and with this the goal of this podcast being for the new investor it's really, really important not to buy a house and expect that, you know, if I can cover my mortgage, um, I'm going to be okay because tenants move out, toilets need to be repaired, plumbers need to call, be called, electricians need to be called, the city will give you fines for different things. There's all kinds of different expenses that the, the uneducated, passive, what, hoping to be passive investor will run into things. And it's it, it's okay if you're buying a $100,000 house or maybe a couple, but if you jump in big and you have eight or 10 or 15 homes and you think it's gonna be a passive business, um, once you start seeing those repairs, uh, that can be kind of scary. And I, you know, Jared, I, I think you've probably, you mentioned some of those where you get those calls where it's like, we got a $4,000 expense. And if you weren't planning on that, that can be, well, that can cause some interesting conversations between you and your partner or your wife or stuff, um, as I as I know we both have had. So, um, okay, so so you did this one deal, and a lot of people will go um, like myself. I went from one to five pretty quickly. Over actually, well, it was a couple of years. I went to one to five before I decided to make the shift. But talk about your mindset and what kind of led you down that path of taking a look at the passive investing instead. Yeah. So as soon as I, I closed on that deal and, you know, everything um, penciled out, even after the, the repair, like I wanted to, what that deal did is it just, it got me across that threshold, right? Because, yeah. you know, for so long, I was just in that analysis paralysis phase and I really wanted to do it, but that deal just got me, you know, got me in the, in the investing, yep. um, in the real estate investing. And so what we, what we did and now 
I'm the type of guy that once I get something, I want to just go all out, right? And just, I wanted to just honestly buy a bunch of single family homes after that and just acquire as many properties as I could because the goal, you know, in doing this is, you know, like Randy had mentioned earlier, I'm in my full-time W-2. So the goal is to eventually replace my W-2 income with passive investing. Well, I learned quickly that these single family homes are not passive, you know, investing, you know, cause once something goes wrong, you know, it's, you know, uh, my cash flow is wiped out. So what we, what we did, and so I, I'll, I'll share this. So me being like the gas, you know, wanting to go all out, my wife was the break, you know, so she's a little bit more risk adverse, right? And, you know, she's a teacher and, you know, she's like, hey, we're doing good. I, I make pretty good income, you know, my W-2 and like, why do we need to just go out and, and buy everything? Well, we sat, we actually sat down and, and really put it on paper. It's like, in order for me to really replace my income, I'm going to need to buy 60 plus houses, right? So you're telling me, and I, and I kind of thought about that. You're telling me I got to go through this process 60 more times with what mm -hmm. I just did with that one deal and yeah. getting these calls. And I mean, one call I even got in the middle of the night from the property manager. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here, <laughs> right? Yeah. So so then, you know, I started exploring some other options and other, other um, streams and and ended up landing in the, the passive investing side. So I never heard of a syndication and ended up going to a local local meetup with a buddy of mine here. And, um, you know, we started getting into multifamily space and it just made so much more sense, you know, that you can buy, you know, you're under one mortgage, you can buy 100, 200, 300 units, whatever it is. And, you know, you set it up, you put all the systems in place well, so, you know, at first I thought, oh, okay, let me be on the syndication side where I'm going to be an actual GP, you know, and, and do everything. And pretty, that would be actually more active, you know, as mm -hmm. I learned today. Mm -hmm. And so I quickly learned, well, in order for them to raise that down payment or in order for them to make that down payment on the property, they've raised this from other, other investors. Yeah. And so I quickly learned that you can invest, say, $100,000 and they got these performers where you know, in two to five years, you can double your money. Mm. And all I have to do is, you know, see the deal, watch an hour pitch deck. And then, um, and then, yeah, I, I wire my money and I'm hands off. Yeah, so. no, it, it's a beautiful deal. It's uh, it all comes down to, you know, I, I think like as a sales guy, we're both in sales, have sales um, experience. Like you need to have a way of making money and then you need to have a place to put that money, right? And as a sales guy who's performing very well, number one, number two on your sales team, you've got really good income coming in. But the second you call in sick, the second second you can't make it into work because of some family emergency, um, the sales drop and so does your income. So, you know, it's eventually moving over to decrease your dependence on that by partnering in this or working on this area as well. It's just a really good way to continue the growth of your dollars and you do what you do best, which is sales and connecting with people. And maybe that turns into something more of an active standpoint in the real estate space. Maybe it doesn't. Right. Um, 
Well, very good. So yeah, that, that's interesting to hear. You hear a lot of different people that start in the active and move over to the passive space. Um, and like myself, I wanted to be a little bit more active in involved even in the passive space when I first started in syndication. Um, and I thought that it would be my way to kind of peek behind the curtain and see what the syndicator is doing and then decide that I want to be a syndicator. And what I found out pretty quickly is these syndicators, like they are working their butts off. They're working a ton of hours. Um, they're out there looking, they're constantly looking at deals. They're walking properties, they're meeting with brokers and being somewhat lazy. Like, I just don't want to put that much energy into it. Like there's so many other things in life that I want to be doing, um, to where if I can segment out certain time of my day to dedicate towards this space, then I've got my time with my family. I've got time for my health and my spiritual growth. Those types of things is really what I was looking for. So, yeah, very interesting. So exactly. tell me if hey, you... Real, real quick, Randy, I just want to make yeah. a point based on that is, you know, because I know you started out in the, the single family space as well. And and I think, thank God, we quickly learned, like, you know, me after one and you after five, that we don't want to do this no more, right? Yeah. And the hours, you know, we were spending analyzing these deals you know and again this is a couple years ago so this is when everything was really hot you know yeah. we were just continually you know spending time in front of a computer and i i had a kind of a realization that i was just my goal in doing real estate my why right is to spend more time on my children and my family and yeah. here i am while they're in the other room and i'm sitting here for hours and hours trying to analyze deals when you know I can just invest passively in a, you know, a syndicator who's a professional who already has the network, the team built and, you know, uh, like again, two or three hours and I'm, I'm done and you know, yeah. I'm outside yeah. with the family. It, it truly can be passive investing, right? Yeah. Where you send a check off and you just wait for the monthly, monthly checks to come in. So, yeah. well, very cool. So you, you made the transition, you um, saw the benefits in passive investing and started to go down that journey. Tell us what you're doing today in the, the passive investing space. Yeah, so like you mentioned in the, in the bio, so um, probably six months after I did, that, uh, I did that single family, I ended up investing in my first passive um, deal um, with a syndicator here locally in Phoenix. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm the type, I just, I find somebody, you know, I listened to this podcast uh, from Left Field Investors and the, and the theme is invest in somebody you know, like, and trust, mm -hmm. right? And so I found I found a guy that I, you know, know, like, and trust, had some conversations with him, revealed their deals, knew some other, um, you know, investors that were um, investing with him as well. And so I, you know, essentially, you know, I'm, what, in four, four deals, spread across four deals now in a multifamily space, actually now five, um, with okay. impact, impact capital here or yeah. impact equity, excuse me. And, um, and yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of my focus right now. And again, like Randy, you had mentioned, I'm open-minded to some other, I'm always, I'm always open to trying new things. Uh, like sure. if something active comes up or I can partner on a deal or, or whatever, right. I always look at those options, but right now it's just kind of, Working at W2, it's it's more of a focus on growth. You know, I want to I want to build that growth and invest as much money as I can, you know, okay. and and then eventually when I get to that that 
place where I'm financially free when I replace my W2 income with passive investments. Yeah. And I kind of focus more on cash flow. Yeah. Yeah, that's you bring up a really, really good well, an important thing to consider when you're getting into the passive investing space. And you hear you'll hear people talk about this a lot. They'll say, are you a cash flow investor or are you a growth investor? And honestly, when I when I did my first two or three passive investments, I didn't even really know. Um, I ended up doing a handful of deals before I figured out that I was actually a growth investor as well. At the time, I had really good W-2 income. So my goal was not monthly cash flow. I didn't want to make more monthly numbers because I didn't want to pay any more taxes. I was already paying more taxes than I wanted to pay. Um, so my goal was to put a bucket of money into an investment in hopes that that would double quickly and net worth would grow. And then as that bucket gets bigger, I can decide whether I want to put that into places where I might get better monthly cash flow. So fast forward to 60 days ago and I get laid off from my, my W-2, overnight, I moved from a growth investor to a cash flow investor because I need the monthly income. So it's important to know, do you want to replace your W-2 income today or are you trying to grow net worth to benefit on in the future? Or is it something in between there? So decide what it is because that's what will dictate who you want to invest with and what are the best operators and what are the best best business plans and strategies to do. So thank you for bringing that, that, that up. It's a really big deal that I don't think is talked about enough um, because if you're doubling your money every two, two years, but you don't have any monthly income, you're never going to get to the point where you get to take advantage of the money in the two to five years or whatever it is. Right. All right. So now you've moved into this place. I believe you're in four different deals with one operator. Talk to me if you can about diversification and are you, are you concerned about having all of your money with one operator? Yeah. So um, great question. Um, yep. Because yeah, that's definitely been a, been a concern, but for, for me with this particular operator, you know, again, you know, I'm invested with somebody I know, like, and trust, but I'm also yep. invested in a, you know, I'm here locally in Phoenix. So as probably a lot of us know, I mean, Phoenix is one of the hottest markets right now in the country uh, with rent growth. I mean, I think last year it was 27%, you know, um, rent growth just, just in one year. Yeah. And I know that, you know, we, we have, you know, economy's looking a little different right now, mm -hmm. but again, I'm, I, I feel good with the, with the market that I'm in and, and the team that, you know, the, the general partner that I'm invested in, I think they're, 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 you know, they're doing big things. I mean, I think they're, they're growing, they're doing everything right. I mean, I actually, being that he's here local, I actually brought my wife down and checked out his office. He gave me a tour. We sat down with him for an hour, you know, mm -hmm. and, and just really got to know him and, and, and see his processes. Yeah. We might have some bandwidth issues here. Let's see. I'll kind of see how they're performing, you know, see what they're doing. You know, I get emails every month that, oh, hey, we just updated this or, you know, we're 47%, you know, um, in our renovations right now. 
here's what we're doing. We added a new roof. Or, and so I get to, that's what makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. Sure. Now, I, I do want to explore other asset classes. So I am, my faint, my most, my main niche is multifamily, but I am uh, exploring storage, uh, mobile home space, and, you know, just some other okay. diversifying a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So, and yeah, I've been journeying down that path as well. And it's, I think it's important to kind of diversify across operators, diversify across geographies potentially, and definitely diversify across different asset classes because different asset classes are going to respond differently when, um, when uh, different things happen in the economy, like we're seeing today. Um, okay. So let's real quickly, if we can, um, Let's talk about the education piece, if you can. You, you mentioned a resource earlier that you were involved with. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about left-field investors, because uh, that has been really beneficial to you, I believe, correct? Yes, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. So left-field investors is actually, so I started out listening to the podcast. Um, they got a great podcast, and they bring syndicators on and interview them, and, and, they, and it's truly from the passive side. So- you know, these guys are just investing in their, in their deals, you know, as a limited okay. partner. And so when I joined, so eventually I heard about the community. And so I joined them and I learned that they have all these forums on there of what, so it's, you know, they got like a list that you can actually put, you know, if I come across a deal, it's like, oh, hey, has anybody heard of this sponsor? Um, what's your experience with them? Have you invested? Have you looked at this deal? And it's really just a bunch of guys doing exactly what I'm doing that are able to, um, you know, provide me some good feedback and, yeah, and, you know, makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. So it's, it's a community centered around the passive investor for the passive investor. Very, very similar to what I'm trying to do with impact equity and with this podcast as well as I, there, there are a lot of resources out there, but they're hard to find. Um, left field investors is a great place to go. Podcasts, of course, are a great way to go. Um, tons and tons of books out there as well. So that that kind of brings us into our next question here. Can you share a favorite book or a podcast that that you have got a lot of benefit or value from? Yeah. Well, and actually, so left field investing is is less okay. one I probably my favorite just because. They ask the right questions, you know, Got whenever he's interviewing these guys, it's like, I'm thinking one thing. And then he asked that question. Yeah. So, awesome. Cause I want to know, you know, we kind of see, especially in this market, I want, you know, I'm seeing all it's, it's hard to lose money with from, you know, after we got out of, you know, from 2012 to, to present. Right. And, mm -hmm. but I want to know if they've, you know, had any experience where they didn't return to investors money where, you yeah. know, they came across a situation that they weren't planning on and how they dealt with that. And so it's, it's cool. He asked a lot of great questions. And then as far as the book, I, besides like the rich dad, poor dad, um, this is by Gary Kelleher, which, you know, is definitely real estate, but it's actually called the one thing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of helps me, you know, just narrow down, just prioritize exactly what's in front of me, you know, and, um, you know, block out that time. And it's been a really beneficial book as well, because I'm kind of moving more into the mindset space yep. as well, 
you know, of course, is continuing education, you know, in real estate, but I think mindset yeah. plays a big part in that as well. Yeah. I, I agree. The one thing, awesome, awesome book. I think it's, what is the one thing if you perfected would change everything? Something along those lines, right? So what is the one activity if I just did it perfect, like would change the whole, the whole environment. So very, very cool. Yeah. So let, let's uh, kind of jump into our last few questions here. What can our audience do to help support you and what you're doing? Uh, well, so, you know, if you have, you know, any, any deals or any opportunities, you can definitely be more than, you know, um, more than welcome to contact me. I'll, I'm sure it'll be in the, the notes as well, but you know, I'm on Instagram and I uh, can provide my email. I don't know. You want me to do that now, Randy, or we, do we can put it in the notes. We can put it okay. in the notes for sure. Yeah. 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 So yeah, if you're looking to connect, I'm always open for a conversation. I mean, I love talking about this stuff. My poor wife. I mean, I come home, I mentioned podcast and growth. Right. And she's like, Oh my God, just walks in another room. Like, here <laughs> yeah. Know. For your wife's favor, please reach out to Jared to yes. talk about this stuff. So they don't have to talk <laughs> about it over dinner tonight. Right. Very good. <laughs> All right. And then kind of a fun one. What, what is your most recent bucket list item you checked off and what is one that you are planning on checking off soon? You know, so, and, and this was kind of mentioned in the bio, but I just, we just recently had our daughter, you know, who is now six months old and, wow. you know, I always wanted a family, you know, and with two kids, two dogs. And, you know, I, I have that today, you know, awesome. so, that's yeah that's um the biggest the I, bucket list yeah the biggest but yeah i mean that's the one i just checked and then the next one i think is replacing my w2 income okay know, with um with passive investments so, and had do you have a, a date you're shooting for yet so um i'm shooting for about two years out right now okay um, yeah so two years which is a stretch goal but i i think if you know with hard work and dedication i I love, actually, I heard this uh, from Jake and Gino, but yeah, education plus action equals results. And so Absolutely. I, if I think I just keep having that mindset and keep, you know, taking action, I, I think that's definitely doable. Awesome. Well, good plan. Definitely two years. I'll hold you to that and, and check in with you, obviously, from time to time. So, well, Jared, thank you so much for hopping on. It's, uh, it's been, certainly been fun today, but really been fun to kind of see your journey over the last couple of years. Uh, to our audience, I'd encourage you to reach out to Jared. I'll put his uh, contact information in the show notes. Um, be sure to reach out and continue the conversation beyond the podcast because the podcast is where the introductions occur, but in those one-on-ones is really where the education and the confidence in this space can continue to grow. So be sure to follow us on whatever platform that you are using and watching us here today. Thank you so much for joining. And Jared, thank you again for being on our podcast today. Our first, uh, our first podcast guest. And I think, I think it was a huge success. So thanks for being here today. Hey, thank you, Randy. I, you know, um, enjoyed this conversation today. Again, I was really looking forward to, to this and I'm just super excited for you and, and where you're going. And um, again, you know, you've been a, a big part of my real estate journey and a great mentor and, that's probably another piece is find a great mentor that, you know, you can learn from who's, who's, you know, doing the things and that can kind of help you walk through this. I mean, you know, we don't have to do this alone. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this real estate, you know, community is everybody's here to help each other. Um, Absolutely. Big part of that for me. So thank you. 
Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you everybody until next time. Um, go out there and find some passive income and uh, let's keep, keep growing our, our monthly passive income through all these amazing investments that we're finding out there. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. I know I sure learned a lot. I hope you did as well. I want to take a second just thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that I only ask you for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you and have a wonderful day.